Dreaming of a better sleep? Tossing and turning is not your destiny. And Ollie is here to help. Ollie invites you to sink into sweet, sweet slumber to improve your mental and physical health and overall wellness. More than just melatonin, Ollie's ingredients help you unwind your mind for a delightfully dreamy drift off. Sleep is on the way at Ollie.com. That's O L L Y.com. Welcome to Accelerate Your Business Growth, where we're exploring all sorts of business topics. Experts from around the world join me, your host, Diane Helbig, for a conversation where they share their expertise with all of you. Take what you need when you need it. Featured on Inc.com, Forbes, and MSNBC's Your Business, this podcast is recognized as one of the best podcasts for small business sales, leadership, social media, and more. When it comes to business, Accelerate Your Business Growth has got to cover. And now on with the show. My guests today are Robert and Kaylee Fukui. They are the co-founders of I61 Inc., a business consulting company. They assist married entrepreneurs to create better work-life balance by structuring the business to scale while giving precious time back to the owner to invest into their marriage. Together, they have developed an innovative consulting program, Power Couples by Design, which equips the married entrepreneur to build a thriving marriage and prosperous business. Thanks so much for joining me today, you guys. Thanks for having us, Diane. I am thrilled. So, um, when we think about uh, successful entrepreneurs, I think they are like everyone else where sometimes they look back and think, you know, I, I wish I had done things differently. Do you find that um, there are like uh, common regrets that successful entrepreneurs have? <laughs> yeah, good question. Um, actually, there's a book out. <laughs> Not specific to entrepreneurs, but the entrepreneur regrets are very similar to this. But Bronnie Ware wrote a book. She's a palliative care nurse, wrote a book called The Top Five Regrets of the Dying. And it's very much in similar with entrepreneurs, too. It's always about how they took care of themselves, how they live a life true themselves, not from others' expectations. And the regrets are working too hard and not having time with family, not having time with friends. Um, not expressing their feelings. Those are some of the top regrets in that that were expressed in that book from her findings with some of her patients that were end of life. But I also saw, I think, an entrepreneur magazine a while back had some regrets about entrepreneurs, and it was very very similar. It was, it was always about not about regretting that they didn't achieve more in life, more money or wealth or you know business or whatever. It was always about the personal and the relational side. Yeah, boy, that that just makes so much sense to me. Um, it's unfortunate. And so that's yeah. why I'm glad we're having this conversation. Um, so let's talk about striking, you know, the, the, this work-life balance thing and and meeting competing demands. Is, is that really possible? Yeah. And first, it's, it's always about how you define that. I think that's Ooh. the big issue because people think, 
you know, work-life balance is about how much time you spend in each area. And that's not the issue because clearly you won't be able to spend equal amounts of time or the exact amount of time. It's about the qualitative time, how much quality time you have, how much intentional time you have. Like when you're like during the day, right, when we're busy and when we might, I might be talking to Kaylee, but we're not spending like quality time. Like not intentionally talking about ourselves, our feelings, like the like our future. It's more about what we need to get done, or you know, or you know, just things like that. It's not. It's not about just intentional about time about connection. So, the reality is, regardless of how busy life and business can get, we have the time. We just need to be a little bit more intentional about how we spend it. Well, too, and you can have different seasons of your business where you're going to be super busy. You're launching a new product. You have a new marketing strategy or a campaign. It's going to take a lot of time. And so as long as you're able to communicate that to your family and your spouse and plan around that, that helps a lot to not be caught off guard like, oh, my gosh, I didn't know you're going to be working <laughs> all these crazy hours for the next six months. And, you know, what about us over here? Yeah. So that's why we have a weekly, a standing weekly meeting on Monday afternoons at 3.30 Pacific time. Just so you know, <laughs> you can think about us <laughs> where it's an hour and a half of dedicated time where we sync calendars, talk about what's coming up. What are things we maybe didn't get done, but we need to catch up on? What I'm going to be doing personally, maybe, you know, on for an activity or for work and, and vice versa. And so, like Kaylee was saying, is well, if we see that we're coming up to a busy stretch, how do we deal with that? You know, what do we reward ourselves at the end of that? Or even in the midst of that, can we make sure that we squeeze in a date night somewhere or have some coffee time? Just a, a time to just make sure we connect. And it doesn't always have to be a lot, right? It just has to be very intentional. Just like even our morning, we just have a morning ritual of just connecting first thing in the morning. And, you know, we're people of faith. So we, we pray together and we just pray and, and bless each other. So that doesn't take a lot of time. It's just being very intentional about how we do it. Yeah. I, you know, um, I love that we're talking about this because it really, I think people think that it is about an equal balance. And I, I had heard someone say once that it isn't balance, it's harmony. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Which I loved, right? Because sure. it's really more about being realistic about where you are. But the other thing I heard you say that I'm not sure people realize is uh, it's about communicating. Yeah. Right? Yep. Yep, exactly. It's just like in business. Yeah. Like we, in order to run an efficient scalable business, it's communication. It comes down to communication. You know, we got to make sure our team members are in sync with what our vision is, right? What's coming up. We got, we got a busy stretch. We got big orders coming in and we're always communicating how we reward each other in the back end. So it's very much like running a business. It's how intentional are you and making sure that everybody that needs to know understands what's going on and everybody also has input of how we might be even to navigate this period of our life and our business a little bit better. Because if I'm just trying to run it on my own and and that's where things can fall apart and then also arguments start because I'm running forward and not including Kaylee. Right. <laughs> right? So yeah, communication's huge. Or I have a certain expectation and he doesn't know it because he can't right. read my mind. And I'm like, how could you not know that? <laughs> yeah, after 17 years of marriage, I keep telling her, I do not read Still minds. I'm not, very, yeah. I'm not very good at it. <laughs> yeah, but I feel that. Um, yeah, okay. So 
I also feel like there are things that a lot of entrepreneurs, um, ways, uh, let me say it this way, ways that we handle our business that is potentially um, leading to being exhausted, being stressed, feeling overwhelmed, you know, working ridiculous hours, those kinds of things. So, you know, so so beyond um, communicating more effectively, being intentional with our time, are there things that we should be looking at within our business or things, ways that we're working that we could be changing? Yeah, you got to audit your time and money, how you're spending your time and money. And it starts at the top as the business owner. Everything starts from the top. And so you've got to, myself included, I mean, because when I was still working in pharmaceuticals and I was launching my consulting business, you know, I was working on the side basically to build the consulting business so I can potentially leave. And I was working a lot of, I was working a lot of hours, obviously, full time job. And then I work in the evenings for my consulting, the consulting side. And 2 a.m., you know, bedtimes are pretty common. Oof. And so, yeah. So even though I wasn't working on the weekends, I was exhausted. I wasn't mentally, emotionally with Kaylee, even if I was with Kaylee, right? Yeah. And so I really had to take account to how effective was I with the time I was putting into the consulting business. Mm. And the first thing I did was I set a time boundary. I want to get to bed by 11 o'clock. How can I do that? So, which means I really need to add my time. And it's surprising how much time we waste on things that aren't high priority items, like doing like, like market research or re-engineering a product or something like that. Things that would help improve your products and your business to move it forward. But those things are a long-term issue. And because of that, we pay attention just to the immediate need that needs to get done. Like, you know, text, emails, invoicing, that kind of stuff. Right. You need to do it, but it doesn't necessarily move the business forward long-term. So because of that, we tend to kick that stuff down the, down the road a little bit. And therefore we just respond to things. And sometimes we need to put some of those immediate needs aside because they're not necessarily urgent. We think it's urgent, but it's not as urgent as, it, as we think so that we can focus on the high priority times that have moved things forward. So I had to do it. We do that with our clients. It's like, okay, what are the high priority items you as the business owner should be doing? And with the rest of it, how do we, how can we automate, delegate, or eliminate some of those issues? So there's a lot of obviously software and technology out there now that can streamline, makes things faster. Right. Delegating, you've got team members. How do we equip them to take over more of the work that is more of the busy work for you, but somebody else is probably better equipped to do? And you focus on the high priority items and eliminate what are the things you need to say no to, at least temporarily, so you can focus on high priority items. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense to me. And you said something about setting time boundaries, which I Mm -hmm. love. Um, Because I, like, I know when I started my business, I, you know, working from home, thinking I, I have all day and night to do whatever needs to get done. And what I found was I wasn't as productive as I was. And I said, you know what? I'm, I'm stopping at five. Right. Exactly. And I'm going to go spend time with my husband. Right. Yeah, exactly. So, um, so really, I mean, what, what are your thoughts, you guys, what are your thoughts on um, working those longer hours? Are they really 
are you more productive or not necessarily? <laughs> no, there's so much. It's just, mm-hmm. it's interesting. You know, we grew up in a society where you just got to grind it out and sacrifice your personal time to succeed. Yet all the data and research shows the opposite. And so Henry Ford was one of the early um, pioneers in looking at work and productivity, time and productivity. And he found that his employees, it, he didn't get any more out of them if they're working 50 hours versus 40 hours. There was no increase in productivity. So you're thinking, why pay people more 10 more hours yeah. in a week, <laughs> right? When you're not getting more productivity. <laughs> so he was kind of instrumental in really developing the 40-hour work week in the modern society. And, and then what happened was he had a much more productive and efficient team because they're more rested, right? Wow. And then even currently, uh, there's an economist at Stanford, John Penskevel, I'm not sure if I'm pronouncing his name right, but back in, in 86, I believe, he published a report similar productivity report that showed that the difference between working 50 hours a week and 70 hours a week, there was no difference in productivity. But wow. yet the uh, World Health Organization back in 2021 published a report that showed when you work over 40 hours a week, you have a 35% increase in heart attacks. Ooh. And so there's a health and productivity issue that we're dealing with. And I mean, think about it, right? If you think about the people that are working a lot, they're stressed. And what does stress do to your body? Ugh. <laughs> right? There's enough <laughs> science out there. I mean, I worked in pharmaceuticals for 25 years. And when I looked at whenever I was selling a new drug in a new therapeutic area, a new disease state, one of the things you have to do is obviously learn a disease and you start seeing risk factors. And stress was probably the number one most common risk factor I, I saw. <laughs> amongst heart disease, diabetes, even certain types of cancers like stomach cancer and, and bladder cancer. And it's amazing that stress is listed in these risk factors for some of these diseases. Well, and you look around with the entrepreneurs, there's so many people that you see that are unhealthy and don't take yeah. care of themselves or exercise. They put themselves very last and it's, it's really sad. Oh, I know. And it's funny that that you say that, Kaylee, because that's one of the things I was thinking of is, you know, we we don't really prioritize time to to move our bodies, you know, mm-hmm. to eat properly, things yeah. like that. And and it's just like being on a treadmill, like yeah. a rat on a treadmill. Mm-hmm. <laughs> exactly. Right. Yeah, we just gotta look around at people and see and just notice your stress, burnout, you know heart attacks, stroke. I mean, it's it's uncanny. Yeah. And unfortunately, and the data is all out there, the science is all out there. Yet, we still just have this mindset that the only way to succeed yeah. is just to put more and more time in. And no, we look at how do we become more product- productive with the time that we have, including the money that we're spending in the business, same thing. So when we're looking at the business, is how do we scale and grow and have greater freedom of, from it and that's by being more productive in the very all the facets that you have going on in the business. For sure. So it, it does appear that you two work very well together. Um, <laughs> we try. <laughs> I do not think that, however, is true for everyone. Like I know I could not work with my husband, but um, so so I'm curious how does how does a couple like determine whether or not it makes sense for them to work together? Are there like particular things that they can look at and sort of yes, no? Well, I think there's different ways to look at it. Like you say, you might not be able to work with your husband, but a lot of time we marry somebody who has opposite giftings as us. 
And if we put them in the right position or give them something they love to do, as opposed to we just need to fill that seat, then it causes a lot of strife and turmoil. Hmm. But if they're doing something like, say, you need some graphics in and your husband just loves that, that just lights them up. And you ask him, hey, honey, do you mind doing some graphic design work for me? He'd probably say, sure, fine, and love it. And then you would be happy because he's happy and you got what you wanted, <laughs> as opposed to, make, you know, putting in somebody in a seat that they something they hate. Yeah. And then, and then the other aspect is just knowing how to do conflict. Mm-hmm. So we, we tell couples, especially if they're not working together, it's like, it's, you know, we got to make sure it's the right fit, right? And position, like Kaylee was saying, we don't want to just put them in a position just to fill a seat because I did that with Kaylee and it didn't go well. <laughs> <laughs> but again, it's all about fit, just like you would hire anybody else for your business, right? You look at the resume, is it a fit for the job? And you interview them. Um, but we said, that the fear of conflict shouldn't be the reason why you don't work together. So when you're married, right, we have moments of conflict. And so the fear is like, for me, when, when I started the consulting, when Kaylee was asking if she could help, I feared conflict. So I said, no. Mm. So it wasn't because I didn't think she would help me. <laughs> that wasn't the case. It was the fear of conflict, which is what a lot of couples that don't work together think about, right? It's it's not going to be good because all we're going to do is fight, yeah. which could be true if you don't know how to do conflict. And so why we work well together and why the couples that we counsel work well together is the first thing we do is how do we do conflict better? How do we be able to come to agreement? And the reason we tend to have these disagreements that become big conflicts is because we take things too personal. Yeah. You know, like if Kaylee brings a matter to me about the business, I might get upset because she triggers me because I think she's criticizing me where an employee or a contractor could bring the same issue to me where I don't, it's not an issue. We just figure out how to make it work. Hmm. Right? But because Kaylee's bringing it to me, sometimes I think of it as criticism because we take it personal. And so that's kind of what happens when couples work together is those moments of conflict isn't usually about an argument or disagreement about the issue that we're talking about. It's usually about some kind of emotional trigger because unfortunately we come with emotional baggage into working together as husband and wife. That makes a lot of sense to me. I, I get that. That's that's interesting. You guys have a concept called uh, recipe for success. Will you? Talk to us about, you know, what that is and really how it can help an entrepreneur have a, a, a you know, better balanced life and successful business. Yeah. So I think that's kind of the key to having work-life balance is to address four areas of our, our life. And that's our self, our relationships, our business, and in our wealth. So we talked about self, right? We, we don't, yeah. as entrepreneurs, we don't tend to take care of ourselves. We're the last people we take care of. Yeah. Yet we're the most important piece to this, right? <laughs> For the business to run and the family. <laughs> yeah. Right? How, how ironic right? that the, the, the most important piece to, yeah. like, if you're having a relationship with husband and wife, uh, I'm kind of important to this relationship, right? Yeah. So I should be healthy. And in, as a business owner, I should be healthy, <laughs> right? <laughs> and we build wealth. So the very core piece to this issue for to, as me as an individual to have greater work-life balance and to live a more fulfilled life, I need to take care of myself first, physically, mentally, emotionally, and spiritually. That's number one. Number two then is your relationships. My relationship with Kaylee, uh, we don't have kids, but you know a lot of people have kids. And if you're single, 
for those that are single, you know, your parents, your siblings, you know, whatever. You your might have some close friends, right? Yeah. So how healthy are those relationships around you? Because at the end of the day, right, like the re top regrets, like you can have a great business, but if nobody cares, <laughs> right? <laughs> well, or, yeah. And it can be really lonely as an entrepreneur as well. So you really need those friendships and those family and the connections to keep you going. Right. Yeah. And then the wealth piece, you know, we talk about wealth building is not just about producing income. The money coming in is great, but what do you do with the money? So investing it into something that appreciates like stocks or mutual funds, or like we also invest in real estate, things that literally take almost no time, right? It's just about putting money in consistently and let it grow. And it's not about the amount of money. It's the fact that you do it, you do it and do it consistently. And that leads to building wealth because if you put $500 a month into a high growth mutual fund or something like that at 10% interest a year, 30 years, that's a million dollars. And so it's about consistency. It's not about necessarily how much. And when I first started my first company at Coca-Cola when I was 25, I was only making $30,000 a year. So I put, I started with $200 a year into my 401 or $200 a month into my 401k. And that's where I started. But then obviously as my income grew, I put more money in. Right. So you just got to get started. And so that doesn't take a lot of time. So when you look at yourself, relationships and wealth building, it doesn't take a lot of time. It's just more about being intentional. And then you still have a good amount of time to work in the business. And then it's about how productive you can be with the time and money you put into the business. Yeah. Because like you were saying, with being productive, sometimes we can just be busy being busy. Yeah. You know, you ask people how you're doing. Oh, I've been busy. I'm like, I don't want to be busy. I want to be productive. Yeah. You know I mean? like, <laughs> that we wear like a badge of honor. Yeah. And so I think there's a lot of time wasters, at least for me out there, If and it's easy to get sucked into them. Yeah. That's why when I really need to dig my head in or put my head down to get some work done, I put the phone in, in the drawer. I turn yeah. off the ringer and put the phone right. in the drawer, right? Because yeah. I get I get tempted to just pick up the phone yeah. <laughs> just for nothing, right? I mean, it's not even ringing. It's, there's no notification going off. <laughs> but for some reason, my hand starts to gravitate towards the phone. Yeah. <laughs> and just those few seconds seems to turn into a few minutes. Right? Yeah, you'd be surprised. Yeah. Like, if you start keeping track how many minutes you've been on social media and different things like that, you'd be like, oh, my word, I had no idea I was spending 20 hours a week or whatever it is. It's <laughs> a rabbit hole. It. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I know. I, I Unfortunately, I can think of nights when I couldn't sleep. And so I started scrolling like Instagram and two hours later, I was still scrolling Instagram. It's like, what am I doing? I should be sleeping. Yeah. Mm -hmm. exactly. Oh, yeah. So I, I hear a couple of overarching themes here, which I love, um, being intentional, which was my word of 2023. So I'm really loving that. Oh, so is mine. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes, it is. If we, had, if we had the camera on, I'd show you my little uh, plaque that uh, Kaylee made for me. It's sits oh, in front of my desk. So great. Have you picked a word for 2024? Community. Oh, I love that. Kaylee, I need to still pick one? mine. Not yet. Pick yours? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, me too. Hmm. Hmm. Interesting. Uh, so the other th overriding thing I'm hearing is consistency. So, you know, making these decisions and then whatever they are, you know, with the, these these four areas, just really being consistent with the decisions that you make. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, and consistent about our weekly meetings where we talk about our finances or we talk about our business, how it's, is it doing? Are we meeting our numbers, date nights, all that stuff. Right. Well. Right. Yeah, I think that's a biggie, right? Because that's an easy thing 
to let go if you get re- if you're being really productive in the business or something or there's a project that you're working on and you have to commit to it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and even like talking about business a little bit, like consistency in business, especially kind of in areas of marketing, a lot of a lot of business owners they start and stop and stop too quick. Yes, like if they don't get immediate results, then they yeah. tend to go on something else. And like I just got off the call with an accountability partner, and I said it's not about you know just because you're not getting the results you want may not mean that it's a bad marketing plan. It may just mean you just need to make some adjustments. And so I was kind of helping him make some adjustments in his uh, some of his, his Facebook ads. So because he was spending way too much money, and I was just yeah. looking at it, it's like we just need to make some tweaks over here, right? And sometimes we just stop too quick. And we can waste and spend more money mm-hmm. just because we start and stop versus looking about what are some of the adjustments we need to make in order to make this thing work better. Yeah, like what's working, what's not working. Right. Well, and you have to have realistic expectations too. Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. Yeah, especially with sales and marketing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah expect- sometimes they have too high expectations yeah. and they underestimate the amount of time it takes and they overestimate how quick it's going to happen. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's so true. Wow. I, I love this conversation. I'm so um, thrilled to, to have had the opportunity to have it with you. I think it's really valuable for all the listeners, you know, whether, whether they are a, a husband and wife team or they aren't, it, it, the things that you're talking about um, are really meaningful. So thank you so much for this. You're welcome, no, Diane. Thank Thanks you. for having us. This is yes. fun. Absolutely. Will you tell the listeners how they can find you, please? Our book is called The Tandem Married Entrepreneur's Guide for Better Work-Life Balance, and you can find that at thetandembook.com. And uh, marriedentrepreneur.co is where our website is. And we also have some freebies for them, right, honey? You want to give that address? Oh, great. Yeah, just yeah, just when you go on there, you can be you just down. There's a there's a there's a link right up top for the uh, work life balance guide on there, right at the right at the hero image right there in the fr- front for your listeners. Oh, great on your website. Yes. Okay, great. I'll make sure that's there. Okay. And then our podcast is called Power Up Your Marriage. Sorry, Power Up. Yeah, no, I had it right. Power Up Your Marriage and Business. <laughs> Terrific, boy! People should definitely be listening to that. So, thanks. I'll make sure all of this gets in there. Uh, Again, thank you so much for this. And listeners, thank you. You are who we're doing this for. Thank you for tuning in to this episode of Accelerate Your Business Growth, a production of Evergreen Podcasts. Discover more episodes of this podcast and explore others at evergreenpodcast.com. As always, continue to prosper and be curious. And if you're looking to get your sales strategy headed in the right direction, pick up a copy of Succeed Without Selling on Amazon or wherever books are sold. Until we meet again on another episode of Accelerate Your Business Growth, goodbye and good day. How much do you understand the future of finance? I'm Jim Roos, a top 10 banking influencer and host of the podcast Banking Transformed where we dive deeply into the rapidly evolving world of banking and financial technology. Join me as I interview industry experts, thought leaders, and innovators as they unravel the latest banking trends, disruptions, and game-changing technologies reshaping the world of finance. 
redefine your understanding of the banking ecosystem. Subscribe now to Banking Transformed, available wherever you get your podcasts and now available on YouTube.